So, without further ado, let's just get right into it, because I got chores to do today. This is (laughs) Men of the Machine. I'm Kevin. I'm Pat. And in lieu of yesterday's final booking of transportation for New York City Comic Con, we will talk about the... The riches and spoils that transpired last week with San Diego, or last weekend, right? When's, when was yes. it? Okay, it was, weekend! It was, it's the same thing. It's Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. It's the same thing as New York. Oh, is that just the way it goes? Like, that's just the way Comic-Cons go? Well, that's the way those two go. I can't remember if C2E2 does that. Um, I we, we only went to one day at Boston Con, so I don't really know. I mean, but I, I know that at least New York Bo- and San Diego do. Boston Thursday, Friday, Con Thursday. is Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday because I was going to go again this year, but I was like, eh, I'm going. It's it's not New York Comic Con, so it's not as enticing. I'm not going to say that it's not good, but after experiencing last year, I was like, I I don't care anymore. Like, I just want to go to this one. I mean, I would also like to go to San Diego Con. Oh, oh my goodness, yes. So we C two E two in Chicago, but yeah. I don't know what that is, but I hate Chicago. But I'd go. It's the it's the third biggest. It's, okay. It goes San Diego. It goes. I guess technically, San Diego is still seen as the biggest because it was the original, even though New York yeah. has outgrown it. Um, then New York, then C two E two in Chicago. So that's what I wanted to say for a quick asterisk. So every time I tell people I'm going to Comic Con. They're like, you're going to San Diego? I'm like, no, I'm not going. I Just shut up. It hurts whenever you say that. But, yeah, p- um, attendance-wise, New York Comic Con is the largest Comic Con in the United States. Probably world. I don't know. Maybe, ch- like, over in Japan they've got bigger ones, would you say? I don't, I don't know. No. Um, no, they don't. <laughs> okay. Well, then, it's the biggest Comic Con in the world. But San Diego has the biggest pull for media and stars and reveals. Although there were some pretty bomb-ass reveals at last year's, like with Netflix and whatnot. Oh, no, they, they're always, they always the thing. Like, they, the thing that like Marvel, especially, has like carved out for New York is basically like that's where the Netflix stuff happens because like it's like right around the time that they're doing the Netflix show. Well, that, gonna be and they film it right there in New York. I mean, that just well, they film part of it in New York. They don't film like the whole thing. They, they shoot exteriors in New York. They they film a lot of it in New York. I don't know the percentage, but let's just say <laughs> it's supposed to be in New York, so it just makes sense. Sure, it makes sure. you happy. <laughs> but um, no, I was telling people uh at that class, I was just telling you about that class. I was telling them I got like booked my train ticket to Comic Con and stuff. And I actually have a friend at this at this job. Um, Edwin is his name. Who he has a bunch of friends, and he's going to Comic Con. So we're gonna have to meet up with him. And now that we have a tour guide of sorts, we should go to the Slaughtered Lamb or whatever it's called. I mean, dear lord, you have an obsession with like having as many goddamn people as possible. No, 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 Every no, 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 not with them, not with them. Me, oh. you, and Kevin. Kevin is our tour guide that I'm talking about. He knows the city, so he can take us there. Yeah, I mean that's entirely possible. I mean, it's he also knows other good places. Like, he, he took me to, like a really good uh, pizza place in uh, New York. When we went because we went. You and I went for uh, Comic Con, and Kevin didn't go. And I then, went um, because Kevin didn't go. Exactly, and then. Um, like the end of the month, when Kevin and I, Cardinal and I, went to the Joking Victim reunion show, and um, basically as soon as we got off the bus, um, he was like, "I know a really good place to get pizza," and so like, we went down. Uh, and the thing is funny is like when we got off the subway, I heard like Christopher Street, and I remembered from um, ROH there was like a tag team that like their gimmick was they were gay, and it was the Christopher Street connection. Nice. And I was like, "Aren't we in Boys Town?" And he's like. 
what do you mean? And we walked upstairs, and there really was the big gay ice cream shop. And I'm like, that's what I mean. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know there was a boys' town in New York City. That's awesome. It's like there's a boys' like, town in every city, I think. Yeah, it's it's called P Town in Massachusetts. There's a, a city that is uh, Franny's old boss, who was a gay man. Clearly, we used to go there once a year, and it was like this four day blowout. Your Wi Fi is going nuts again, but all right. Okay, as long as you, you can hear me, we're all good. Yeah, you sound great, and obviously mine records my mic right here, so no big. Oh, I wanted to talk to you about a different way of doing that, but that's not an on the mic thing. Anyways, does um, so how how does Kevin know New York City so well? Is he from New York City? Uh, his sister used to go to go to college there. His uh older sister, she still lives there. That's like she's who we stayed with. We went to uh, choking victim. We stayed with her in uh Brooklyn. So he just, like, from going to visit, has picked up how the city works more accurately uh, yeah. than I ever will, because I'm not good at that. <laughs> it's I a mean, grid, everyone yells. It's a grid, just numbers by this bullshit. And I'm like, I don't understand what you're saying. And then they judge me, and I don't like that. <laughs> well, no, I mean, I always, like, I get the grid thing, but it seems like a lot, like, everything seems a lot less far than, like, when you're like, it's like, oh, yeah, it's like a block, and just like, oh, it's like five blocks. I'm just like... That's really like it's not like it's not far in like the grand scheme of things, but just like ah fuck, it's a lot of walking. Like, and it that's seems why I like, like the, the blocks aren't perfectly carved out, like you know, fifty yards by fifty yards or some bullshit. Like they're inconsistently sized sometimes. <laughs> like so, so what one block might be one of the shorter, like you know, eleventh and twelfth street, or literally like twenty feet away, you can walk out, walk by, and see the next street sign. Some of them, like when you're walking through Times Squares, are fucking like a quarter of a mile. So, what two blocks one way is nothing, and one block the other way is twice as far. I mean, you're not wrong, but yeah. So like, um, but yeah, he understands like the subway system way better than I do because we like would have gotten we would have been fucked in uh when we went to like, we were going to Brooklyn for choking victim if it hadn't been for him because one of the trains like basically the train that was basically the direct route to his sisters was down so we just had to take like a million other trains and like but yeah so like if he hadn't had him we would totally fucked so in that respect it would definitely be and that, that's another thing that like will be helpful if we want to like because he a he knows good restaurants and b mm-hmm. like he knows how to get to them because it's like the slaughter lamb for us it was just like. Basically, the only way I could think I could conceive it was like we were walking everywhere. I'm like we had to walk there, and that's that's so far. But like, if we take the subway, it won't be yeah. as far. No, obviously. yeah, we looked. Well, up. It, was it was like, like it, forty. It was like forty-five minute walk if we wanted to walk to the slaughtered lamb, wasn't it, or something like that? Yeah, well, something like that. Yeah. Ha! Huh, that's anarchy. So we'll have him <laughs> now, and that's going to be wonderful and glorious. And and hopefully, I think I said this last time, but super hopefully, we'll have fucking. Uh, we'll be able to record a a three way a three way. We can record two three ways. I mean, as long as you're talking about podcasts, then yes, that's fine. I'm talking down. About whatever I want to talk about, Patrick. Why is my mic? I don't understand why, but it every now and again it just only records on one channel. So like now it just evened out mid sentence there. I don't know if the people hearing this or I'm gonna listen back to this at seven minutes and thirty seconds hear it. But, like, I'll watch my, so it records with the channels and the lights light up, you know, like on an equalizer, how it goes up and down for certain yeah. things well mine goes up is your left channel down is your right channel so the down will just completely disappear and then on my peak thing it checks the peak of both channels and only the right one will be going up i'm like what the hell so i apologize if there's any sort of incidents there but that's not the point that's not what we're talking about 
Okay. I sent you... So, what what comics are essential for me at this Comic-Con to pick up, in your opinion? I, well, the thing is, I can't tell you until we're actually there and we see what's available. Like, I can't be like... Well, I was hunting yeah, for you, preacher issues last year and I got nothing. Yes, because that's not... You, you you feel like that's something that's just going to, like... It's like, you're obsessed with issues, and issues can be a bitch to find. Like, yes, unless you can. have like Unless you go, like, eBay or, like, stuff like that. Like, issues can be a bitch to find. Trades? That's why trades exist. <laughs> no, but I mean... That, so, I'll probably go to uh, eBay for my, for my preacher issues. I just expected the fact that there's, like, I don't know, 7.2 billion issues in that building at that point in time that maybe I would stumble upon it, or at least someone who thinks they might have it for... Probably a high price, but a price nonetheless. Nope, nobody. Everyone was like, "I, I don't even know what you're talking about, man. I don't even know what you're trying to ask me right now." Literally, the only ways I've ever been able to get Peter David Aquaman issues and DNA Legion issues was eBay. So I mean, and I've been to several Comic Cons. So I mean, that's that's life, brother. I mean, what do yeah. we tell you? Well, that aside, I do have to finish. I I, I organized all my comic books and took a picture. And took another picture and sent it to you so I had extra backup so that I would know the issues I have. Because I have two of the same issue of Sandman. I have two, oh, trades, sorry, trades of Sandman. Two of the same trades of Daredevil. Two of the first issue of Chew because I couldn't remember if I had it or not. Two, oh, I have Why the Last Man, the first trade, but not the big version, just the little version. I know, you have to... That's well. Then you're still missing something. I don't know. No, exactly no, yeah, missing I'm missing of like the original version of trades. I'm missing like three, four, well, like two, three, and four. So I have to either decide to buy the big mega version and have a double of the first, or have one, two, three, four of the little guys and then two, three, four of the big guys. It's all fucked up. I just know I'll probably end up buying duplicates of something. So that was my back. That was my safeguard. <laughs> Fair enough. Like like Batman, I couldn't remember which ones I have. I have Endgame, Death of the Family. So I still need Death in the Family. No, Death in the Family, so I still need Death of the Family. I've got Dark Knight Returns and Year One, or Zero Year. What's it called? There's two different... I mean, if you're talking about... Frank um, Miller. Frank Miller is Dark Knight Returns and Year One. Okay, so I've got uh, that one. Zero Year is Scott Snyder. Okay, so I don't have that one, but I want that one. I want all of Scott Snyder's trades eventually. So I'm sure I could find those in those, like... Uh, Five dollars a piece, uh, three for ten dollar bin bullshit. I'm sure I could find random ones in there. Like I had, I bought the second X Men, the all new X Men you had me read. I yeah. had the second one, forgot I had that entirely, and I was actually going to talk to you about that. Like, hey, what was that X Men book you had me read? And I, I want to get the next one. I've already got the next one. I would have ran into this issue all over again. What you should do is like not only like look at the picture of what you do have, like make a list of things you actually are looking for and then look for the said things. Yeah, but do you remember last year at all, Patrick? Do you remember how that turned out? Patrick, I'm looking for this. And you went, hey, this is a really good book. And I was like, really? You think so? Okay, I'll take it. And I was like, wait, wait, no more, Patrick. I've already got Superman Earth 1 and I've already got this other bullshit. And then you're just like, but wait, seriously? I recommend this is a good run. And I was like, Really? You think so? Okay, I'll take it. I bought fucking $300 worth of trades last year, and I had to carry them like five blocks in my duffel bag down to the train station. That was hell on earth, dude. I don't want to do that again. 
I mean, you budgeted like 300 bucks for trades. You can't be all Oh, like... yeah, and then on Sunday when we went our last day and checked our bags in for all of an hour, I spent, <laughs> I was like, I got 50 bucks left. Do I really need to spend it? And we went to the first place, and I was like, oh, 50 bucks gone. Put them in the duffel bag. <laughs> I was so excited. I couldn't contain it. And I'm already getting incredible. So here's all the things exciting me about this year. A, Mm. same hotel. So I know what it was like, and I'm so excited to go where it was and all that again. B, street food. That was awesome. I just want to buy so much street food. C, that cool Uber service that delivered that Mexican food to us. Want to use that again, but for another restaurant, something well-known in New York City. Have I been going like alphabetically or numerically? I already forgot. Did I say three or C? It doesn't matter. Just keep going. The next one. We've got Kevin Cardinal going to be there, which is going to be an awesome third person for when we're laying on the floor waiting for that Netflix panel reading comics. Cool. Uh, The next one. Uh, We've got (laughs) Nintendo Switches that we can bring and play games against each other. That'll be dope. Unless you're not bringing yours, in which case, don't worry about Um it. I'm bringing mine. It just like the, the battery life on those is shit. But yes, I will yeah, bring Yeah, it depends on the games we play and like if we're in the big room with lots of lights on us, we'll have to turn our brightness up and all that nonsense. Does Kevin have a Switch? No, he don't have a Switch. No. Okay, well, we've got a Switch and you can still do the two-player. So that'll be fun to play like... Well, you don't have Mario Kart, do you? No, I have Splatoon. I don't have Splatoon, but I can get it. All right, then. <laughs> um, So that'll be fun. And and the next one and the last one is... and I And this is just like a big like placeholder is potential panels that we'll get to go to like if kevin smith does a panel i'll obviously want to but if it interferes that'll kind of sit on the back burner um i would like to go to more of those like the 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 smaller ones that we did on the second day or whatever where we got to see uh gerard ways and frank millers and all that stuff well those were two separate days but yes well okay i don't remember the timeline perfectly but those (laughs) i want to do again those are really cool not to say the monster panels weren't awesome. They totally were, but that's all line waiting and shit like that. And so, so I want to be able to like, because you get worn out on the floor really quick. So I'm, I'm, more, I'm less concerned with the floor this year and more concerned with like, yeah, we could walk the floor for another half hour, or we could go to this panel and we'll like go to some random this or that panel. Mm. So that. What I was gonna say, I was the thing I was gonna say before. I was just like. Um, with you, me, and Kevin, I'm like, everybody can do whatever the fuck they want. Like, it's just like, I mean, there's certain times where I'm going to be like, I'm going to go wait in line with that panel. If you guys want to do something else, rock on. Like, it's mm-hmm. like, cause like, that's the whole thing. Like the Marvel Netflix thing. I'm like, I was down to just like lay there for like two hours. Cause like my fucking feet kill. So I was like, whatever. Yeah. Like, yeah, I'm going to buy shoes specifically for this. It doesn't really make a difference. Like it's like, my docs are like the best shoes I have for like lots of walking, but it's still fucking, I mean, you're still on your feet for like several days. So I mean, shit happens true and also should i bring a flare gun in the event that i get separated from you and kevin no we all have cellular telephones so you can just like toss it in the air and hope that you see it flying through the air and go oh he's over here or just text us like a grown-up and we'll be like yeah we're over here or we'll go get you i still if franny walks away from my aisle in the walmart i start yelling for help until she comes back You think I won't do that to you, Patrick? I'll it won't really it. matter because I'll, I'll be I'll be very far away. Not like I'll be, you'll just be yelling in vain. <laughs> Patrick Barlow. Anybody see a guy with sleeve tattoos of comic books? Probably a shaved head at this point in time. Anybody? There'll be like twelve guys that fit that description. <laughs> okay, they have to be at least six foot three, around two forty. I'm guessing. I don't know your exact weight. 
Uh, okay, so that narrows out two of them. Oh, damn it. Okay, wearing all black. Yeah, same same list, buddy. Damn it. Okay, uh, uh, he doesn't like being called Rick. Oh, well, these four don't mind being called Rick. They're clearly not the right ones. See, it'll help me, like, narrow it down. Fair enough. Whatever whatever makes you happy, buddy. <laughs> uh, that's it. That's what makes me happy. So, well, that okay, so that's not what we're talking about today. I mean, that's no. clearly what we talked about today for 15 <laughs> minutes, but that's not what we're talking about from henceforth. San Diego Comic Con, the 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 sweet the sweet daddy of Comic Cons, that one just wrapped up, yep. and a thousand and one super awesome shit shows. So before we start going down the list, which trailer, including leaked Infinity War, mm. was the most um, not necessarily the coolest because that's something I want to say in a minute. Got you the most excited for that product? Stranger Things. Yeah. Yeah, I just watched it. I I didn't when when it like because I re- read The Verge, and they fill their site full of all this fun stuff. I just watched that trailer, and I've got some words for it, but I'll let you go first. Well, no, yeah, it's because um, like it actually led to me because I've now watched it five times the whole series. It led to me watching it yet again. The first time I watched it was because I like it was it was when it first dropped. Then I watched it like a, not even I don't think it was even a month later because uh, Kevin ended up watching it. Um, that thing is funny. Like, I, I basically, like, the week, like, the week, the, the first few days it came out, like, I was trying to sell him on it, and he was just, like, didn't really have any interest. And then he was just, like, they play, like, he literally just, like, randomly texted me, like, they play Joy Division on their show? I'm like, yeah. He's like, why would you not use that as a selling point? I'm just like, it didn't occur to me. <laughs> like, I don't that know wasn't why, the first just... thing that popped into my, oh, Joy Division, Kevin likes a song, maybe he'll like the show. Well, I was like, I did actually mention it, like, I mentioned it on Facebook, and I think I mentioned it to him, but I don't think it is caught um like i didn't push it hard i just kind of mentioned it in passing um because i used my favorite joy vision song too but um but yeah uh and then i ended up watching it again like whatever and like uh oh when they did the uh the super bowl trailer um where like uh i was like well fuck now i have to watch this again pretty much whenever you give me like exposure to it i'm just like well i need to watch it again and then um like 11. Day- Shit, I saw the number 11 today driving down the road. Guess I gotta watch Stranger Things again. <laughs> I ended up watching the entire... It was the first time actually it's happened, though, where I watched the entire series in one day, because I watched it all on Monday. Hot dog. Uh, it's what? Yeah. Ten, it's 10 episodes, right? So it's... Eight episodes. It's eight episodes in like 45 yeah. to 55 minutes long each? That's yeah, actually but- not that bad. Okay, never mind. Continue. Uh, but yeah, so like uh, when I saw the uh, Stranger Things uh, Season 2 trailer... I was like, well, I guess it's time to watch that again. Plus, I hadn't watched it in 4K, so it was another excuse to watch it in 4K. Oh, that's true. You got that new TV. Yeah. And is and, it... Uh, okay, sorry. Time out. Quick, quick break, and then you'll get right back into your and slash uh. How nice is that TV in your room? Are all of your potential qualms completely smushed? Mike, what were my potential qualms? You were you were worried about spending all the money and it being unnecessary for your room and this and that. All of that is still accurate, but I mean, like, <laughs> it's just, I mean, I still enjoy that I have it. I just matter it's still spending, like, a large sum of money. Yeah. Well, if you and, ever like, feel... I don't need, per se. If you ever feel burdened, I will happily buy it from you. But that's neither here nor there. <laughs> Back to your and slash uh. Oh, yeah, I just never noticed uh, how pretty David Harbour's eyes are until I saw them in 4K. David Harbour? I was... Uh, 
the the guy that Kevin refers to as not Josh Brolin. Um, <laughs> that's a good <laughs> that's a good way to call him out. Sure. <laughs> uh, the sheriff. Those are your things. Yeah, uh, Hopper. Uh, Hopper. He he. Yeah. What was he? What did he get cast in? That was a big deal. Uh, Hellboy. That's right. Okay, sorry. Ooh, that makes sense. I don't remember reacting to it the last time I heard it, but that's a really good one. Yeah. And uh, he was also, the, he, Kevin started calling him not Josh Brolin because of that and because of Suicide Squad. Where it's just like, oh, hey, it's not Josh Brolin. John, not, not Josh Brolin. I'm just like, he was in he Suicide Squad? Very briefly. Like, he's one of the guys, like, uh, in, like, Amanda Waller's, like, little, um, when like, meeting. When he like, turns into the. Yeah, he has okay. the line where he's just like, what if Superman had come to the White House? Who would have stopped them? Got it. Okay. I'm remembering. It's all coming back. Flooding back to me. Yeah. Um,. So that trailer, look, so, I don't even know where to start. A, they have to have been sitting on this footage for a minute. Those kids haven't aged at all. Well, it, I mean, they shot it, like, very quickly after, um, like, they ended up announcing it. They announced, like, a month after um, season the actual after. first season dropped. But, like, I mean, they, they shot it pretty soon after. Cause A, they know that exactly. Like, you need to, like try to like get the kids while they're still young and while they still have that chemistry and everything and B it's also striking with air and it's hot. So yeah. So like, um, and plus also, I mean, C like they needed to like have time cause they clearly are doing a lot of effects work. And I mean like the Thessal Hydra, that's going to need some fucking, that's going to need some fucking, it's got a name. Fe- uh, kind of like, I mean, it's, it's all theory right now, but like if you go at the end of, uh, season one, Mm-hmm. Like when they're playing D and D, the because the first if you go the, the beginning of the season, um, they're playing D and D, and the Demogorgon shows up, and then the villain or like the monster ends up being the Demogorgon. Mm-hmm. Um, and then if you're watching the end of the season when they're playing D and D, they're about the Thessal. The, uh, the, wow, the Thessal. Wow, I can't say it. The Thessal Hydra. Thessal. Uh, Hydra. Thessal Hydra. Um, and if you look at the trailers. Um, the fucking thing, whatever the hell it is, looks like a fucking Hydra at the very least. Like it has like a, it looks like it has like a fuck ton of like either arms or heads or something. Like it, it's definitely like, it's a, it's a. It looks it's like a, it's those a, really lanky underwater starfish. Sure, let's go with that. If that's what I pictured because I saw because if you watch like Planet Earth and Life and stuff, there's these weird starfishes with really long arms, but the bot like the body stays up above it. And that's what it looked like, reaching out and around. Fair enough. But yeah, like that definitely gonna take some effects work. But um, but yeah. So I mean, I and I mean that thing is like this one. If it's as successful, it probably will be. They're probably gonna try to get that shot as soon as they possibly can too. I mean, the, the one thing I think took them a hot minute to actually get this. Like, I think they would have actually had it ready for July had it not been for um, the kid who plays Mike. Mm-hmm. Uh, I can't remember his fucking name. Um, the kid who plays Mike is also in the It remake, and I think they had to take out like a hot minute to like let him shoot that and then bring him back. When does that so, come out? I feel like it's uh, been teased September? our whole lives. Either so, August or September, something like that. Okay. Um, yeah, he's got a huge role, which is super justifiable for obviously the story, but not only the actor because he got super boned for season one. He was a no name, so he didn't get boned at all, but still super boned for season one. Um, so yeah, that trailer it i'm not on stranger things as much as everyone else i i'm not denying its greatness i'm just saying it was like okay moving on like that was a flash in the pan it was like for me it's like westworld which i'm not gonna again will probably continue to be great 
but it stopped being relevant about a month after everyone freaked out that it was amazing. I don't know. For me, it's like I get that it was like a fad to a lot of people, but like it was also like for me the reason I watched it like five times because like a perfect so, crystallization yeah, of you, like if you told <laughs> me you had like. never watched it, if you were just like no, never seen Stranger Things. And or or actually, if I had never known that you hadn't seen it, and I watched that show, I would immediately be like, "Oh, Patrick should watch this show." Yeah, this. That's like, I, the day it came out, like I I can't remember what the hell I was doing. I think I was working or something. But like the the, the first few days it came out, everybody was like texting me, the, it's like you need to watch this show." And I'm just like, "I plan to watch this fucking show." It's just a matter of like when I actually have time to fucking watch this fucking show, um, which was like two days after it dropped. Um, but yeah, because everybody immediately would just like, cause it's it plays to my sensibilities of like. It's like Spielberg meets Stephen King, but it's also like if Spielberg meets Stephen King, but also like John Carpenter somehow got involved and like and they all made like, the Goonies together. Yeah, there's like monsters and like yeah, it's, it's perfectly like to my sensibilities. So like yeah, no, I love it. That's why again I watched it five fucking times, and I'll probably watch it more than that because it's it I, I love it a lot. So <laughs> it's gonna be great. I watched and got super jazzed up. I was just rewatching it when we started call Thor three trailer is getting me right where i need to be right where i need to be the thor so what thor one and two are the only marvel movies i've never seen i still haven't watched them you should watch them uh, yeah it's not out of like uh you know oh i've heard that this or this was about them or whatever it's just that thor and we we've talked about it and you've always explained like your comic thing thor never really played for me at all i don't care but one i watched half of the first one and then i i can't remember i was watching it with friends or something and we had to go do something uh, it was a little brooding and a little like the colors really dark and Thor. At the beginning, all... at the beginning, at the, the beginning, movie. yeah. Not I, was gonna, not I never like... watched the end. Like I just said, I only got to see the well, first. No, once he gets to Earth, like halfway through, it's. Like... Oh yeah, they have some fun. They have a little bit of fun, but it's still. I don't know. It was the beginning of Marvel, so I'm not holding it accountable for anything. So this current Thor three, th- oh buddy, so many things got me so so jazzed up. A, it's Guardians of Galaxy with Thor. That's cool. Well, as you don't know that. Like, that, that, as, that that's yeah, how yeah. they're marketing it. That's not necessarily what it's going to be. <laughs> like... True, true. But the the jokes are, are more, I don't know, modern Marvel, like, one-line quips. Like when him and him and the Hulk are talking, we had a fight recently. Did I win? No, I, I won, buddy. It was pretty easy. He's like, that doesn't sound right. Well, it's true. Like, that. that's not, that's just more that's of like... also, I think that's more like, because the thing is that, like, they did... Which I'd actually I'd said to Kevin because um, when we watched Doctor Strange and it turned out to be true, was um, for everybody who talks about how like the Marvel movies are kind of homogenized to like keep a collective vision. I'm like I can still if if director has a strong like voice you can you can you can get it. Yeah. And like I actually had said when we watched the uh, Doctor Strange uh, mid credit sequence with Thor. I was like. I bet you a million dollars. I can't say his name. I've I've tried too many times. Uh, <laughs> Taika Waititi, maybe. Um, he's the guy who, but he directed this movie that I love called What We Do in the Shadows. Oh, I want to watch that so bad. Okay, continue. it's really good. He, but um, but yeah, like I really like his work. And um, he also did these little like um, short films with Thor. Um, basically, the first one covers what he was doing during Civil War, and there was a kind of a sequel to that. And That's so like, when I where saw he's got the roommate and his yeah, Daryl. <laughs> so yes. fucking funny. <laughs> um, but yeah, and then like, uh, so like when I saw the mid credits, I'm like, I bet you that was his. And then I found out later it was. And that's the whole thing. It's like the same. That's the same thing that kind of I think will make Thor three work is the same thing that made Guardians work. And it's not like the fact that like the comedy aspect. It's just the fact that you have guys 
who have strong voices and make kind of offbeat movies and Kevin Feige being open to that. Because that was the whole thing is like, I actually had read a thing with James Gunn where like, um, they like when he was filming guardians, they were like, well, I mean, it's good and everything, but we, they, I don't, I feel like it needs more James Gunn. Like, I feel like it, it doesn't feel like you. And he's like, wait, you want that? He's just like, if I had known that, like, I could be doing, like, I just figured you want me to make a regular movie. If you want me to just go my, like, put my own special sauce on it, like, rock on. And he did. And that's, like, that's why it's so successful. It's because it's, like, it's very much, like, his film. Mm-hmm. And, like, the second one as well. And I feel like that's the thing that's going to make Thor 3 successful. Even though, like, I still think it's funny, like, and this is like the the first Thor movie they pushed this hard. Like, yeah, the other like, ones didn't get hardly any market. Well, okay, that's not true. It's still Marvel and Disney, but it it was just oh Thor's out. That's cool. This one, it's been like four months of just hey Thor's coming out soon. Hey, did you know? By the way, here's a little bit of a Thor advertisement up in your butt. The only thing I can think of is a like I mean obviously they're trying to make it successful, but I also I think because this is the like it's not the last one before infinity war because that's going to be black panther in february yeah but it's going to be the one that probably connects most with infinity war because if you watch the infinity war trailer the first two seconds of it is uh thor hitting the fucking uh windshield of milano like a bug in a windshield and rocket being like wipers wipers get it 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 off off. (laughs) pull him in and wake him up who the hell are you guys uh yeah, it's going to be super, and it brings Hulk back. They're probably, you know, everyone's, at least of my friends here that I always get into arguments about comic books about because none of them are comics fans. They're just assholes. Um, <laughs> they always are like, why hasn't there been more Hulk? Like, why isn't there Hulk movies? And I try to explain my personal understanding of why there's no Hulk movies, and they don't get it. So I feel like this is finally like the, all right, people, we're finally getting Hulk out there again. Get your asses over here. Pay attention. Because he's only been in two movies. Well, three if you count The Incredible Hulk, which you should, because I personally love that movie. Yeah, I was going to say, why, would you, why wouldn't you count The Incredible Hulk? <laughs> a lot of people forget it exists in the MCU. They're, well, that's why they ended up uh, bringing back Thunderbolt Ross for Civil War. It was actually the Russos were like, everybody seems to kind of forget about the movie, and we kind of want to bring it back into being like, yeah, this is part of the universe too. Although... They like Mark Ruffalo had said at Con at San Diego Con that like they're never doing they're probably never doing another uh, solo Hulk movie. His exact words were because uh, Universal doesn't play well with Marvel and because they apparently hate money. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, Universal owns Hulk. That's the thing. The, the, the deal with Universal is basically like uh, Marvel's deal with Sony, where it's like basically Marvel was making the movie, but Universal was basically like reaping the rewards of the movie. Okay. And apparently, like Sony was smart enough to realize the upside of that plan. Apparently, Universal is not so much. So, yeah, like, they could make a Hulk Homecoming. I mean, I wouldn't make that film, but I mean, <laughs> are I, you sure? Because it sounds I mean, enticing. I think that's why um, Ragnarok is so reminiscent of Planet Hulk, though, is because everybody has been for fucking years been like they need to do another Planet or they need to do another Hulk movie. That's be fucking Planet Hulk, and then like they were like, I think Feige's like, we can't fucking do it. So like, let, this is the closest we can do. So let's do that. Let's so pull it in here, and they're gonna. I'm sure they're gonna have a bunch of. It's all Thor based. It's basically Thor's Avengers. Because he even says, like, gonna b- b- put a team together, like in the old days, even though the old days was four years ago. Um, and uh, I, f- I, w- I just hope they do a whole scene of, like, because Hulk flew away at the end of Age of Ultron. I want to see how he 
got taken over and why the hell is he in Hulk form when he jumps out into the gladiator's ring and all that fun stuff. Mm -hmm. And they showed Hulk talking as Hulk. And that was kind of cool. Well, the the thing that I had heard was apparently um, at the time of Ragnarok, um, Hulk hasn't been Banner in like however the hell long between uh, Age of Ultron and Ragnarok. Oh shit, really? Yeah, that's what I heard. Oh, maybe that's why he's kind of loopy in that th- in that plane when he's like, "What? Huh? We had a fight?" Like it's a very not yeah. Bruce Bannery. Maybe that's like the first time he snaps out of being the Hulk. It probably is. That's that's what I was assuming from watching that footage. Oh, that makes it saucier. And Idris Elba's back as a super hunky Idris Elba, and I'm into that. And- <laughs> I actually, when I first saw the trailer, I thought that was Bishop. And I was like, oh my god, they're crossing over with the X-Men universe again. <laughs> and then it was just like, oh wait, never mind, that's it, Elba. Alright, never mind. That would be pretty gangster, but no. <laughs> well, it's not even just like the dreadlocks. It's like also, like, I mean, they, they did like the things with his eyes and yeah. the dreadlocks. And then they put him in red. So mm-hmm. like, I was just like, holy fuck, it's Bishop. And I'm like, oh wait, it's not Bishop. Never mind, never mind. That would have been great, though. Who, what, how do you think... Who's the one superhero that we haven't seen yet who's definitely going to be in the movie? Like, is there anybody that's going to be new to Infinity War? Oh, I thought you meant uh, Thor Ragnarok. I would say Valkyrie. Um, oh, sorry, no. Uh, no, Infinity War, um, we, you don't know until you see it. So, I mean... Well, obviously, I, but I didn't know if there was any speculation. Um, not that I can think of. I mean, like, because basically the whole point of Infinity War is basically to do, like, your... Well, I guess they're going to have the um, the Black Order. I mean, you've never seen them before. Like, um, Thanos' crew. Um, but yeah, like, I mean, the whole point of Infinity War is basically to, like, put all of these characters together that you haven't necessarily seen together yet. So it's like... Like, my favorite part of the Infinity War trailer is when uh, Star-Lord is, like, using his, like, blasters, like, getting trying to get uh, Thanos. Well, Doctor Strange is doing spells. Like, Making I was, his, like, like, giving him platforms to run on and shit. Yeah, I was like, that's fucking cool, because that's, like, that's what I want from fucking oh, Infinity War. <laughs> isn't Doctor Strange gonna, gonna be in Ragnarok, possibly? Like, wasn't that the whole point of the Doctor Strange end credits? We'll see. I mean, that's the thing. is like, you don't know... Until, like, that's the thing. Like, the end credit stuff is always, like, it's connective tissue, but you don't know what is necessarily connecting to and when yeah well yeah that was but wasn't the end of i don't remember which movie when they showed captain america and falcon and bucky was in the vice that, that was, was uh ant-man yeah yeah ant-man that was didn't they didn't do that exact scene but that was directly pushing forward to uh fucking what the what the civil balls, war civil war and uh so i i just if dr Strange no, it usually that, goes to the next one but i'm just yeah. saying like it doesn't it's not like across the board that yeah, way. that might be for Infinity War then. Could which, be. That's which would be fine. Well, him and Loki were working together, and Loki was bad. And in... I don't know. I'm not trying to put two and two together here. I'm not worried about <laughs> it. But well, yeah, the other piece of footage that didn't get shown to the public, which pisses me off to no end, because it's the one I was most excited about, um, was uh, the Black Panther footage, which apparently uh... popped the crowd huge. Apparently, the whole crowd went nuts. And um, I guess yeah, someone so stops good. a car with a spear. Uh, but yeah, and then apparently um, the the whole cast started getting up and started dancing because it was the first time they had seen it. And I was just like, the thing I was saying to Kevin the other day, I was just like, the thing that like Marvel has done really well is like take directors that are like on the verge and just kind of like get them as they're peaking, which is fucking awesome. Like 
you had that with John Favreau with the Iron Man, where just like he was kind of like he had kind of done every movie, and then the Iron Man was the, like he was kind of leading up to his like peak, and he made Iron Man, and that was that peak. Um, Ryan Coogler is a guy who like Fruitvale Station was a good movie, Creed was an even better movie. This will probably be even better than that. Like that's like in like Taika Waititi, the same deal. We're just like there's there's a lot of fucking like that's the thing Kevin Feige does really well is just, is just like grabbing people on the verge and just. Mm-hmm blowing him up like patrick for spider-man 3 when he dies and we bring in miles morales yes exactly exactly like that but hold on last thing i didn't get to say about thor 3 you get to okay. see raiden or thor with lightning eyes i prefer to think of it as raiden from mortal Kombat. I, I thought he had to have his hammer to have his electric powers i mean not necessarily but also i mean it's you don't know I, i'm not gonna speculate because you haven't seen the movie so like until I see the movie, I'm not, like, in any way, like, commenting on what they're doing in the trailers. I'm fair to speculate. I think that with his hammer broken and it's all, like, scientific-y because they're not gods anymore or some sort of bullshit, that they're just going to be like, it was, like, Lion King, like, oh, you know, his dad up in the clouds, even though I don't think he's dead, right? No, he didn't mm-hmm. die. And and be all like, it was always in you, son. You can do it. And then... lightning bolts out of all parts of his body lightning bolts out his dick lightning bolts out his eyes and then he just he's boom he's thor again i mean in fairness he's the god of thunder it it doesn't matter if he has molnir or not i mean the molnir is helpful for like guiding where you want lightning to go i know but but didn't they say that the the those who have the power to possess molnir have the powers of the god of thunder like isn't that the whole point the power of thor but yeah oh same time yeah um but yeah, that, in fairness, that was the whole thing was that um, it the whole like the thing on the hammer was also like something the movie didn't really I don't think did really like super well was like because in the comics like he he actually legitimately has like it's not like say like it's, he's almost kind of like two guys in one body where um, he's Donald Blake most of the time but um, Donald Blake's walking stick when he like hits the ground with it turns into Molnir and he's Thor because that's the thing is like, it's kind of a secret identity, but at the same time, it's almost it's like two distinctly different individuals. Mm-hmm. So like Dr. Dickel and Mr. Hyde, but they're all both good, I guess. Um, so yeah, so like the whole thing of basically like the way that he did Molnir, it basically just like kind of essentially a storytelling device to kind of show how he becomes worthy of it. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so like, again, like I don't really know what they're going to do as far as that goes, but I do like the line where just like, what are you the god of again? And just like clearly like the god of thunder. Yeah, he comes uh, out of nowhere. His eyes are glowing. And I hope they show that in Infinity War too. They're going to show him all. Br- bring back Lightning Thor and not just normal Thor for Infinity War. Unless I think a, that's shit. Rhyme. Who knows? <laughs> ah, come on, man. I'm good at unfortunate rhymes. I'm not going to do the classic I do it all the timeline immediately after saying that. So let's just move on. Fair uh, what was I going to say? Something about Infinity War. I don't know. Infinity War was crazy, but it, because it was so grainy and at a weird angle and hard to follow because I couldn't understand what was going on 90% of the time, that was exciting. Well, that was the thing. is like, the thing I also said to Cardinal, we're just like, the one thing that makes me speculate is even though Disney's basically playing whack-a-mole with that footage mm-hmm. and keep pulling it down whenever it pops up, I was like, there was a thing that uh, James Gunn had said last year at Comic-Con where he was like, because um, I know Apple had put something in there, um, I think it's one of the iOS updates or something, where basically like, I don't know the technology of it, I don't know how it works. Because like, mm-hmm. Kevin asked me, and I'm like, I don't fucking know. Yeah. But there was supposed to be something put in there where basically like, 
certain people like if, if, if you can basically um lock people's cameras if you if you so desired like basically so like so video couldn't get taken when it wasn't supposed to get taken and stuff yeah. like that um so the fact that that footage made it out at all makes me wonder if like marvel intended for it to be out there mm -hmm. just like to make it look like it because i mean yeah it's shitty but whatever but like you just kind of get the buzz going um i don't know it's it's kind of it's, it sounds kind of weird in conspiracy theory but i'm like i don't know man yeah like, well so the so apple has lots of safeguards in their devices that everyone gets terrified about like they have every, everything you've ever said into siri or search goes to a private apple server and they do that for quote-unquote diagnostics checks and it's like hey we just keep all this shit to make sure we can improve upon everything and you know if we save all your words it'll eventually learn what you want to say and all this kind of bullshit but with the camera thing that's dependent on apple so so yeah. disney would have to reach out to apple and be like okay this event here this is whatever can you like pull the location device to know who's there okay they dinged as they're in this panel can you shut off their cameras and that would be super fucked up it makes sense but it's it's like that whole when they were trying to unlock an iPhone device in Apple for the FBI and Apple was like, no, no, we're not going to do that. That's absurd. Like, as a private company, we have no, we we have no obligation to listen to anyone else. So I doubt that that would work. But what wouldn't surprise me is that future Comic Con panels, because I remember at the Netflix one, which is nowhere near as big as an Infinity War panel, yeah. they were like. They had guards around everywhere, up on top, looking down. They had people everywhere. They made it a very clear point seven or eight times. If they catch you with your phone, even in your hand, you will be escorted out of the room. So, I wouldn't be surprised if in the future there's... So, everyone's phone has NFC now, basically, unless you have an old shitty phone, in which case, screw you. So, if they had, like, a tag at the front of the, like, line, and you had to tap your phone to it, you had to NFC to it so they know whose phones were in there, or it like put this thing over like this like uh san diego comic-con or new york comic-con screen on your phone so that you couldn't use it or some sort of thing like that or the only other option that i could think of is the i got a bunch of butter on my leg from when i made my toast Man. sure that's what it is <laughs> <laughs> nope i just use butter to crank it it's just way more satisfying it's good for your skin uh or if they, um, if the guy that recorded it, because it didn't look like it was being held at all, like it hardly moved, it, if mm. he had it in his clothing. Because all, I mean, it would be very easy to put it in like your jacket pocket with the, with the lip closed so that they couldn't see that the lip was closed. And then when you sit down, just flip the little cover up and your, your camera's just sitting right there. And he was recording the entire thing, not just that. that it's uh, possible. I mean, so. and also, well, the thing is like, uh... I will say I've never actually been in Hall H, but it does look like a much bigger room than the uh, New York uh, room. So like that also makes me wonder like if they have as much control there as they do in like New York. Because um, the way the New York room is laid out, it's kind of perfect for that. Where it's like yeah. they have basically that balcony, so they can kind of watch on both at the sides same time. Of yeah, and then also they have people walking down the aisles at all times. So like I feel like they have more control than they would in Hall H. But again, I've only seen pictures of Hall H, so I don't know for sure. True, true. So that was pretty dope. No, the Infinity War got me excited, but it was more confusing than anything. And you never got to see Ant-Man, which was kind of a bummer. And it was there was someone else who you didn't see that I wanted to see in that. Or you did, you just didn't know it. He's very you, small. You didn't see it. <laughs> Damn it. When you're right, you're right. And you didn't see um, Hulk in that trailer either for the Infinity War. 
Well, yeah, I mean, you don't need to, you don't shoot your wad in the first footage. Did like... you see Thor either? Was Thor in there? Yes, he hit the fucking windshield. Oh, that's right, the very, 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 very beginning. Other than yeah. that, you don't really get Thor. Um, yeah, no, I, I'm, I agree. I'm just saying that, like you said, uh, it, it, or not like you said, like I said, it's very sporadic. It's just scenes, just boop, boop, boop. Like, it didn't feel like a trailer. It just felt like scenes. It's not like, a trailer. It's yeah, trying yeah. to show the crowd. Here you go. Con. Which leads me to my last point before we get into our games and all this bullshit. No, 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 no. There's still other shit. There's still GC to go through. Oh, that's true. That's true. That's... I had a question for you. Okay. I read a uh, article about the fact that TV openers have become more of an art and less important at the same time. Like the opening to Game of Thrones or Stranger Things yeah. like intro and all that shit. It feels like that, but for trailers for me. Like sometimes, for example, Homecoming, because I, I made it clear how I felt about Homecoming, the trailer for Homecoming was better than the actual movie. I was like, oh, I could watch that trailer like 12 times. So Stranger Things was a good example. This, the trailer was amazing, and who knows if it'll be just as good as the first season. Probably, yeah. But I, I don't know. Have you noticed that? Do you think that's true at all? What's the thing? I do. Okay, with the exception of like the certain things where I'm like a junkie for, like I try to avoid trailers as much as possible, yeah. just because like I like to go into movies knowing as little as possible. Like when I went, cause, like I when I went to like for example a like, green room, um, I knew what it was. But I knew I saw not a piece of footage of it because I'd avoid the trailer. I'd avoid everything. I I, I avoid all like one or two pictures, like because I like I want to go into movies and TV everything. I want to go as like because the thing is like once you've seen trailers, that's the problem. Is like once you've seen trailers, a you have something in your head that you are waiting to see, and b you have an expectation. Yeah. And I don't want either. Of it's like, like it's like a perfect example is a movie we both love, but that most people hate: Suicide Squad. Those trailers were absurdly good. The one set to Bohemian Rhapsody and the one set to uh, Blitzkrieg. Ballroom Blitz. Ballroom Ballroom Blitz. Blitz. That's it. That's it. Those were fucking phenomenal trailers. They were laid out perfectly and they looked fun. And then the movie came out and most people were like, huh? Hush, what? What? Well, the thing that's funny is they say that, but the thing thing that's funny about it is that um, I guess the original cut of Suicide Squad was basically a completely different movie. And then those trailers came out, and they were so popular, and they were so different, and, like, it led to DC, or Warner Brothers, um, A, having David Ayer reshoot big chunks of the movie, but also having the people who cut those trailers uh, come in and recut the movie. Oh. So, like, so, yeah. So, like, and which actually made sense. Like, when I first cast uh, David Ayer and I, as the director, and I saw the trailer, I'm like, I have seen every movie David Ayer has made, for better or worse, and... They are not like that. <laughs> so, like, I was just like, well, he made, like, Fury. He made, like, oh, um, Harsh yeah. Times. He made, uh, like, End of Watch. Like, he makes, like, kind of darker, dour movies. And then I was just like, that's weird that he's apparently made that movie. And then, like, when I heard they did, I'm just like, I really kind of want to see what he originally shot. I guarantee it was probably closer to Batman vs. Superman. And the whole fucking Warner Brothers infrastructure was like, no, <laughs> never again. Fuck that shit. We need fucking comedy. We need fucking fun. We need now. Now, goddammit, now. Which is what Justice League looks like. I mean, yeah. that, that which it looks like a good balance. I, I, I'm, I'm super excited for that. Oh, and I, I remember I was walking down the hall at class for, for I, I don't remember which class I was in, but one of my classes, I was walking down the hall, and I'm browsing my phone because we're going to lunch, and it says, uh, uh, DC plans easy, 
uh or like comfortable leave for ben affleck's batman and i just go what the fuck and the friends i made were like what's going on i was like ben affleck's not gonna be batman anymore immediately at san diego comic-con he comes out and he goes are you guys kidding me like batman is the role of a lifetime i will be remembered forever for this i'm not stepping down as batman until they make me step down as batman and i just just a sigh of relief i was like oh yeah in fairness i don't ever believe it completely when like i mean do i think that could have been sincere yes do I think that the rumors of him stepping down could also be sincere? Yes. Like, yeah, fair. I don't know which is true, but I mean, I guess we'll see. Like, I do think as soon as they announced uh, Flashpoint was um, the Flash movie, yeah. like that's thing, like, the thing that I had immediately thought of. I was just like, so their way out is uh, basically New 52-ing this shit and have, uh, first you do Flashpoint and you do Jeffrey Dean Morgan as Batman. Oh, and then you great. find. You find a way to move him over and make him your Batman for the DC uh, DCEU. You know, it's, it's fucking stupid sounding. Yeah, it is. But, like, that way, and that way you can get rid of Affleck and still be like, but look, we have Jeffrey <laughs> Dean Morgan, like... Aren't they, so, like, the like, same age, too? Wouldn't it be a super, like, even swap? Pretty much, yes. <laughs> That's awesome. I would be down for seeing Jeffrey Dean Morgan, but I loved Ben Affleck, so I don't want him to leave yet. I know. I like Ben Affleck fine. I was I was the only one that was down with Ben Affleck when they first announced him. But, like, I was like, I also would be super down to see uh, Jeffrey Dean Morgan badass Batman. Like, yeah. Oh, I can't. Yeah, really Flashpoint's going to be... I wonder if they're going to be... How aggressively strict, because they've got all the actors. They've got the possibility. They have all the rights. You could do a real Flashpoint. And that would be absurd. Well, I do think the fact that they're doing it first is kind of retarded because I'm like, the only way to do this well is to really have these characters be super established. Like, the whole Aquaman, Wonder Woman thing isn't really going to land now as well as it would, like, two or three movies from now. Yeah. But, like... Well, so by the time we get Flashpoint, we'll have seen Justice League, Aquaman, and... uh, Actually, that might be it. Again? No, I meant. Well, no, I meant. You'll seen fine, but as I'm saying, like, I would rather they. That's the whole thing that DC is doing. They don't kind of noise the shit to me is like, it is the least patient fucking studio in the world. Where this is like, like they could have forever ago done Justice League because Warner Brothers has owned DC my entire life, probably even long, I don't remember how long. Yeah. Um, but like, so they at any point could have done Justice League, and they just never bothered until Marvel was like doing the Avengers, which was very carefully laid out. It was very much like it was a build. Everything in that, everything Kevin Feige has done had been really well planned and carefully built. And DC is like, no, we want Justice League, we want it now, which is why you end up with Batman vs Superman, where it's like, it's not really the movie it should be because they're so hell bent on like having a fucking universe as soon as humanly possible. So there's so much shit in that movie that, like, doesn't need to be there, even though it's fine and I like it. But, like, the whole thing, the Flash and the time travel thing wasn't, didn't need to be in there. Like, though, I mean, like, there's tons of shit in that movie that I'm just like, if you weren't so concerned with building a fucking universe in two movies, you would have had a stronger final product. Yeah, which isn't the, the parademons from his, like, daydream sequence, isn't that what you saw them fighting in the Justice League trailer? Well, yeah, because the parademons, they, yeah, because the whole thing is, I guess they're not using Darkseid right away because they're trying to, like, basically space out Darkseid and Thanos because Darkseid and Thanos are so fucking similar. Yeah. Um, well, that, and it's good because it gives you something to continue. It, it spreads out the plan. It gives you something to well, look yeah, forward that's, to. 
that's clearly not what DC is about. They're just like, we want instant gratification. We want it fucking now. Um, but yeah, the only reason I get that's the only reason they're, sp- they're spacing it out and they're doing Steppenwolf. But the thing is, Steppenwolf is like one of Darkseid's like closest kind of like generals. So, what, so wait, like, isn't Steppen- Steppenwolf the name of a band? Yes, it's also the name of a band. Yes. Isn't that the guys who did Born to be Wild? Uh, yes. If I don't hear Born to be Wild at <laughs> least twice in that movie, I riot. Okay, well, I mean, as long as you're rioting, I'm sure they'll be really upset as a studio. <laughs> but um, they will. But no, I, I do really like. I'm again. I'm I'm really pissed they didn't show the Aquaman footage. Or um, they, they did, but they didn't let it get out there. Yeah. Um, because I've been waiting for Aquaman literally my entire life, and I've wanted to make it for a really long time. So at least I want to see what James. Uh, I'm sorry. Uh, yeah, James Wan's uh vision of it is. Mm-hmm. Um, which I've only heard descriptions, and I'm like, that doesn't help me. Um. But uh, but yeah, but the Justice League footage they showed is actually probably my second favorite thing they showed after uh, Stranger Things. But at the same time, the thing that DC does really well is they know how to cut a trailer like nobody's fucking business. It's just a matter of like actually executing that is so far what their misstep is. Mm-hmm. So we'll see if it works or not. But I do really like that trailer, especially the Flash stuff in it, which is funny. I know I don't really give a shit about the Flash generally, but I love like the whole thing of like. I'm really glad you guys are all ready to go into battle and everything. <laughs> but I've never really been into battle. I'm more just kind of run really fast and push people and then run away. <laughs> like I like, like the, I like the part at the end with, with yeah, Gordon. Yeah, and he's like, like, oh, so they all just kind of leave like that on you, huh? <laughs> he's just looking around. <laughs> and then he just, yeah, and then he just turns around and he's gone. That was mm. great. Uh, but no. Oh, did you see the Death Note trailer? No, I again. It's the thing where I'm trying to avoid. Yeah, all the don't stuff watch trailer and don't even watch the movie when it comes out. Just don't watch any of it, because uh, Patrick. I mean, shut up. Uh, for, give me, give me one second. Uh, I will say, because um, everybody has a fucking reaction. I don't. That's the reason I've avoided um, the manga, the anime, and the trailers because I like Adam Wingard as a director. So I'm going to see what his vision of that is. Win, lose, or draw, I'll, then after that, I'll watch the anime. But, like, I want to see Adam Wingard's vision before I judge anything. Okay, okay. Well, I mean, it's... it's. I'm having the same issue I have whenever I tell people, watch the movie first before you read the book, and then they look at me like I'm a goddamn lunatic. It's like, you see the most recent adaptation first, which is usually their own perception of what the art was, and then you go backwards. Work your way backwards. That way you're always pleased. If you like the first thing, you're definitely going to like the next one more so, and then so on and so forth. So I really hope you like it, because if you don't like it, I'll be scared that you're going to be like, I don't really want to watch Death Note the anime. But there's, I'm not going to tell you what's wrong in in the story. I don't care about the character. You'll find that all out yourself. But the one problem I have is that the Shinigami is entirely CGI. And I didn't like that. Because Willem Dafoe already looks exactly like that guy. There was no... You didn't even barely have to add makeup to him. Just give him a cool suit, and he's already there. Instead, all you hear is the voice, and that just depressed me a little bit. But we don't have... Moving on. Moving on, I'll get fiery. I'm getting too heated already. That's the thing. It's like the thing what I do... Like, whenever... um, Like, it's like there's tons of shit where I've actually, if I know something, because I don't want to have the reaction that I, because basically the reaction you're having right now is the reaction I've had every time I watched a Dark Tower trailer. Oh, yeah, good point, good point. I feel genuine rage watching it. And I know somebody, because I was talking about this the other day at my friend's uh, party, 
um, where I was talking to this guy at dinner that was a friend of hers, and he was like, oh, I thought it looked kind of cool. I'm like, that's the thing. I can't look at it as like this sci-fi movie because the fucking books mean so much to me that I'm like, literally everything is wrong. Like, tonally, it's wrong. Fucking the way it looks is wrong. Um, Idris Elba as uh, Roland is wrong. Meth McConaughey, who I was really excited to be Randall Flagg, is wrong. Like, Jake Chambers is wrong. Everything about that fucking trailer and probably everything about that movie, because there's no way that the trailer could just make this movie, like, look, like, and then somehow be successful. Like, I guarantee you they got everything wrong, and that really pisses me off on a very fundamental level. So, like, I almost, I really don't even want to see it. I probably will out of sheer morbid curiosity, yeah. But, like, it fucking pisses me off. You know like, what it really is a missed opportunity. kills the cat, Pat, and you're the cat in this scenario. But it's just like, when I'm actually. I hate Ron Howard, and I don't like. I, I loathe Damon, Damon Lindelof. Mm-hmm. And I don't really care that much about J.J. Abrams. But in retrospect, if either Ron Howard, who was really supposed to make it, or J.J. Abrams and Damon Lindelof, who were going to make it, had made it. I probably would have been more excited because at least Damon Lindelof, as much as I fucking hate that guy, at the very least, he fucking really cared about Dark Tower. That's why he ended up not doing it. Because he just like, he felt the pressure of it. He's like, I don't want to be the guy who fucks with the Dark Tower. He's like, I just can't do it. And I was just like, ugh. Like, at least you gave a shit. Like, now that I'm like watching this shit, I'm like, fuck. Like, we got people who didn't give a shit and this is what happens then. Like, it's like, I don't like Ron Howard's work, but at least I respect it. And like, holy fuck. It just, it looks so fucking, it looks so wrong. That's exactly me with Death Note right now. So I can, we can relate. Look at us sympathizing. Look at us doing it with each other. That's nice. (laughs) Oh, it's just so, it's anarchy. But, okay, next, next up on the docket. What what did you have? What would you, were you saying? I can't remember what we were talking because the death, oh, I mean, I don't know. Whatever, but whatever. Um, yeah, I got distracted with Death Note. It took me sideways. I don't. Yeah, I don't fucking remember. Um, but no, like the Just League thing. We'll see how it works out. Um, it's the, gonna be so amazing. Oh, that's what you were telling me about the Parademons. Oh yeah, it's, it's just. I mean, the Dark Sides. Like yeah, I mean, Seven Wolves doing Dark Side Generals. So basically, it's kind of you're, so you're getting a taste of, um, like because the thing I still think is weird is that like. Of all the villains you could have fucking picked, like, you went with, like, that, just basically because you were afraid of using Darkseid. I'm like, okay, then use somebody fucking else from somebody else's... Like, like use Brainiac. Like, Injustice 2 showed you how to use Brainiac as a Justice League villain. Like, mm. like there's so many different ways you could have gone, and you went with, like, kind of a worthless character. But whatever, it's not my fucking call, and we'll see how it turns out. But, um... I mean, the thing that gives me hope for it is, A, I think... Zack Snyder has something to prove, and B, Joss Whedon is basically uh, going in and basically, like, reshooting, like, half the fucking movie. So, like, between those two things, I think it'll turn out to be a decent final product, but we'll see. Um, I am excited for Matt Reeves' uh, Batman after watching War of the Planet of the Apes, um, because I do like Dawn, but, like, Dawn was, to me, was just okay. Like, it was it was good, but it was coming off to Rise and just, like... I mean, it's a solid sequel, but I'm like, it's not anything special, per se. And then I saw War, I'm like, holy fuck, that was amazing. I was just like, I want to see what he does with the Batman now. I've heard I mean, nothing already... but great things about War of Planet of the Apes. Yeah. Um, well, I guess also the thing was that I guess when he jumped onto Dawn, 
Um, he basically was jumping on a moving train. Basically, like it had a release date that they had to hit. So basically, they just had to make the movie as fast as possible. So in that respect, I mean, it, it is successful because like the fact you made a good movie with those kind of restrictions is amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, War for the Planet of the Apes, I guess um, they didn't give them a date, but they gave them like it basically needs to be out in like two years. But take your time, do whatever you got to do to make that happen. Uh, and so they ended up making a much better product from like they made it from top to bottom and yeah so like after watching that i was just like i'm super stoked because like, i i really like cloverfield um his first movie um i don't like let me in because it's another thing where just like if he had done his own thing it would have been fine but the problem was that he was just like i had heard i wasn't stoked when they were going to remake let the right one in in general because mm-hmm. i really love that movie um, but like when I read interviews with him where he was just like, no, no, I'm basically just making my own version of the book. He's like, the book is very important to me and I want to do my own version of it. And then I saw the fucking movie. I'm like, he literally basically just reshot, let the right one in. And I'm like, then what the fuck was the point of this? Like this so people don't have to read subtitles. Like, that's it's fucking retarded. Just, yeah. Just updating it for the sake of American consumerism. Yeah. And I was just like, so that's why I was kind of turned off to him. That's why when they, they first announced him for Dawn, I was just like, what the fuck? And then I watched it on, I'm like, okay, that was good. I mean, it wasn't, like, as good as it could have been, but it was okay. Mm-hmm. And then I saw uh, War, and I'm like, okay, yes. Like, that guy, I I, will, I, I, I now completely understand. That was the whole thing that uh, Affleck had said, where he just like, Matt Reeves? Like, I'd be a fucking monkey for Matt Reeves. Like, I don't fucking, like, it's like, of course I'm going to do Batman for Matt Reeves. So I was just like, okay. Like, I, I mean, and, and also the way he talked about it, Matt Reeves, basically kind of doing a noir take on Batman like that. I'm excited about because that one they haven't really done super like they, they've done. No one did it as much as he could, but like, I feel like at this point they might be more down to kind of let somebody have completely free reign on it. I guess we'll see. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I think it's like, again, like I think DC, like the, the dust league trailer is super strong. That doesn't necessarily suggest that the movie itself will be good, but I do think that it's, it's a solid trailer. And actually the thing I'd also, I hadn't talked about before. Um, the Ready Player One footage. Oh, it, I watched that trailer today too. That was interesting. It doesn't put me as much of a rage spiral as like Dirk Tower, but it's like, I don't know. It's like, I really like that book a lot. And um, like, it's just, it's not what I pictured. Like, I think it looks like, it looks like a fine movie. Like it's whatever. But like, when you first told me like Steven Spielberg was doing Ready Player One, I'm like, holy fucking shit. Because I'm picturing, like, Steven Spielberg, like, 80s, like, early 90s Steven Spielberg doing Ready Player One, like, going back to his roots. And I watched the trailer, I'm like, oh, so it's, like, current Steven Spielberg doing Ready Player One. Like, I guess that's okay. Like, I, um, I, I don't even understand the full premise of the movie. I mean, I just said read the book. Like, it's a, it's I, a quick read. Oh, really? It's a short one? Yeah. It's not very long. I mean, it's, it's, I mean, it's not like it's a novella, but, I mean, it's not very long. I read it in, like, it was while we were working at Healthy Living. I read it in, like, uh, I think like a week or two. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's not too bad. I'll look it up. Oh, actually, I have to go to the book barn anyways and buy more books, but that's neither here nor there. <laughs> yes. All right. Well, any other things for Comic-Con? Um, not that I can think of. Um, I mean, they, there was things that, like, Oh, cool I had a question. I did have okay. a question. Uh, the new, shit, I just had the name, too. The new Seth MacFarlane show on Fox, the Star Trek-esque show it's called okay it's called the the is that in the star trek universe or no 
Or do you? Uh, I have no. I don't think so. I mean, the thing that's in the Star Trek universe that was at Comic Con was the Star Trek Discovery. No, I didn't know they came out with that. But he has a corny show. It's literally shot for shot a Star Trek show, but with different names. So I didn't know if it was a spit like a, a satire or if it was actually. But it looks pretty funny. And he's he in his like panel and stuff. He kept saying, "No, this is not Family Guy in space. This is not American Dad with more aliens. Like this is a different show. It just has my sense of humor attached to it." So I don't know. I was interested. And if it was Star Trek, I thought maybe you'd know more. But if it's not, who knows? I've literally only given a fuck about Seth MacFarlane once, and that was when Ted came out. And that's even like he kind of because Ted Two was not nearly as strong as the first Ted. So like I was like, okay, so I don't care anymore. Good to know. All right, fair enough. Mm. Yeah, I I love American Dad and Family Guy. I did not like the Ted movie. Either of them. I, I love. I didn't care. Yeah, the I first didn't... Ted I think is amazing. I think the second Ted, and I hate Marky Mark, but I really like the first Ted. Yeah, uh, I don't like Marky Mark. Wonderful. I think I hate Marky Mark and I hate Seth MacFarlane. Well, I don't hate Seth MacFarlane, but I don't like Seth MacFarlane anyway. Like I, to me, I'm indifferent to him. Yeah. So like, I had no interest in that movie, but I ended up going because everybody else wanted to go, and I really fucking loved it. And then like, so like, the fact that, that exists and I like it is amazing in and of itself. I guess. I guess. oh did 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 American Gods wrap up yet? Are we gonna watch that yet? Yeah, we can watch it. Like. I mean, I have it. I need to watch it soon. I mean, I have it all in my thing, uh, my flash drive. I haven't watched it yet, but um, but yeah, no. I mean, I've heard really good things about it, so I'm I'm stoked to see it. Yeah, I have to I have to purchase it and watch it, and I I, I didn't know. Oh, it's not I, out that bad, I don't think. I have to purchase it, cough cough, and watch <laughs> it. And just say, just use my code and just say through perfectly legal means. Then I'll know what you're talking about. <laughs> I guess I'm gonna stick with my wink wink cough coughs every time. Uh. Either way, I really wanted to watch it, and I still haven't been able to finish the book because my Kindle died, and I haven't been able to find it on paperback because apparently at the book barn, anytime any book by Neil Gaiman comes in, it disappears almost instantly, which I believe. So I'm going to keep looking. Um, but either way, that's not what this is about. Do you ready to play Who's Who? You ready to get sure. in this? Sure. All right. Do you know a lot about Doom Patrol or enough? Uh, yeah. Okay, Who's Who? Negative Man and Robot Man. Um... I'd say you're more robot man and I'm more negative man, but I don't feel like either of us are either of those characters. You have to justify, because I don't know. I tried reading about Doom Patrol, and I got distracted and never followed through. Um, Don't you have like the first Morrison trade, or do you not? I thought no, you did. I, did. I didn't pick that one up. Oh, okay. Um, I mean, negative man's a darker, kind of more mysterious character. Um, robot man's kind of like almost like Thing-esque so like oh. oh okay yeah so that's pretty much the best way i can think to put it <laughs> that makes sense as to why you'd make each of us them then all right yes who's who frank miller and alan moore the two greatest comic book writers of all time um yeah that's, would, a, that's a little I'm, toughy because they're both pretty fucked up guys i would say probably i guess i'm more alan moore because he's like the more like intellectual like and frank miller is the more kind of like he's a genius but he's like he's just kind of like a writer by trade he's not like every like he's not like he's like an artiste per se mm -hmm. whereas like alan moore is that i feel like i'm closer to alan moore in that respect i feel like you're more like alan moore in that if anyone tried to use your intellectual property you just get really pissy at them instantly so that's why i give you alan moore you'd be like no don't fucking touch my stuff and you're like oh sorry i own the rights and then you'd never talk to them again yeah no like i mean that's definitely <laughs> accurate but like um because yeah i don't even like people fucking like 
anything that I have anything to do with that people are just like, no, 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 fuck you. Like, he's like, <laughs> this is mine. That's yours. My thing I have control over. Fuck you. <laughs> all right. That makes more sense, which is, I, I, I'm not really like Frank Miller at all, but in that scenario, yeah, I'm more Frank Miller. And I write, some, and I think up some pretty dark stories, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> I'll take it. All right. Which segues into the final who's who, which comic book writer is most to our sensibilities? Who is the perfect comic book writer? that writes in your head and who's the perfect comic book writer that you think would write my head oh fuck that's yeah that's tough. a toughie that's that's a brain burner uh i mean ben just kind of for me like does like a lot of stuff that's like very close to like he does like really dark noir shit but he also does like kind of bright fun superhero stuff plus he does like occasional like full-on comedy um brian k vaughn does the same thing kind of so i feel like ah oh, fuck that's hard um mm-hmm. 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 I mean I guess I would lean towards um uh I guess I would lean towards Bendis for me. Um And if you took my brain out and put it into somebody's hands, who wrote it? <laughs> um And then I'll tell you what I think after you give me your answer. Maybe Jeff Johns or like Matt Fraction, maybe? I mean, uh, that's tough. <laughs> that's that's hard. Um, I literally have two things to go off of, and that is Preacher and Hitman. And You are I, not Garth Ennis. No, Garth no. Ennis is not right. <laughs> but he writes to my... I'm not asking who I am. I'm asking who writes to your sensibilities. And those two stories, as far as the silly fucked up shit that I say, are the most that I've seen so far. Because my favorite comic of all time, Watchmen... Not to my sensibilities at all. I love it because it's an amazing story and it's the first thing I ever read comic related. But as far as like the way I think, that's what I see when I read those stories. But I haven't read a lot of comics. That's why I'm reaching out to Patrick. I mean, I would definitely say you should read uh, some. I think you would like Matt Fraction's work if you read more of that. Like um, Sex Criminals, I think would definitely play I you. I have some Sex Criminal stuff, yeah. Yeah, um, like his Hawkeye run, I think would definitely play to you. Um... But yeah, I mean, if you, I mean, Garth Ennis is, I mean, he's, I feel like he's definitely fallen off in recent years, but, um, there was a time when he was my favorite comic book writer in the world, like he did fucking I want to read his Punisher. I, I want to read his Punisher. I bought, I, I showed you, I think I, I have his first trade of the Punisher, and if it's not his first, then I'm not going to start there, because I have this weird thing where I have to start in order, which is why I haven't started, like, six of the different Daredevil runs I own, um, I, I want to well, start that. His Punisher, Ma- if it's his Punisher Max run, the only thing that you would have to read like in order would be like, you'd have to read the Barracuda arc before you read the arc where Barracuda comes back. Because other than that, it kind of, it's all kind of like, it's kind of all randomly put together essentially. Like, it's not like nothing feels like it's continuously, like a continuously told story of the Barracuda stuff. Like you could kind of like read any of them out of order and still enjoy them. That's fair. Well, I'll check after we're done recording. I'll go. It's right over there on the thing, and I'll look. Um, actually, I have that picture. Well, that's not here. Okay, so that's it. You you are, who did you say is your best, most writing your faces down? Um, I guess Bendis. Okay, and I'm, I'm going to give myself Ennis for what I enjoy the most. All right, who would win in a fight? Now, I'll be honest. I've pretty much like used up all the ones that I liked, and now we've gotten down to some of the more um, what? Whenever you write immediately after I say it, and you go what? 
the and your head goes sideways and your hands go up that's mostly what's happening now so we'll start with an easy well not an easy one but a, a, a tame one george jetson versus fred flintstone um i mean did george jetson have his tech <laughs> he has mm, some tech and i'll let you pick if you really think it'll sway it because i feel like that thing is like i feel like if we're just going like brawling hand to hand like fred flintstone would just murder them yeah, he's a caveman but like but yeah i mean like if george jetson has tech obviously he could like distract and or kill fred flintstone pretty easily so like that's the question <laughs> how about this you're writing the story not we're not gonna do a this or this or that or this or that you get to write the story do you want to make the future guy be clever and outwit the caveman or do you want the caveman to just throw rocks at the guy and kill him i feel like i would do george jetson winning by like having the superior tech okay fair enough Next up, who would win in a fight? Ruby Rose versus Michael Sarah. Is Ruby Ruby Rose the chick from John Wick too? Yes. Um, slash okay. uh, Orange Is the New Black. I've never seen her in Orange Is the New Black. I never made it past the first season. Fair enough. Uh, who is um, against Michael Sarah? <laughs> yeah, I love Michael, Michael Sarah. Seems like a dainty, dainty man. <laughs> She's like, a Ruby dainty Rose... girl though. She's just got a badass look to her. Well, no, but I mean, like, if you, I mean, she clearly learned like the fights and everything for uh, John Wick, so clearly she True. knows she has some idea how to kick some ass. True. So yeah, I definitely say she would whoop the shit of John or Michael Sarah. He really just can't win many fights. I, <laughs> I almost said John Cena, and that's. <laughs> <laughs> I read a, that would be an awesome little storyline if John Cena's up in a fight and he like beats someone so and so, and then Ruby Rose walks out, dun, 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 and then she throws down Cena. That'd be cool. Uh, and the last one, um, who would win in a fight? Bert versus Ernie. Um, I would say Bert. I honestly that, that... can, I don't even know which one's which. So, well, <laughs> Ernie is the other thing, like, I mean, that thing is like, Kevin has more than once called us Bert and Ernie. Um, him and I, although I guess it can yes. be true of you and me too. Yeah, me and um, Kevin are very similar people with like one major difference. Like, our, our sense of humor is really close. We're both short, skinny guys named Kevin. He He's about is... his giant cock. I understand. I mean, that's a minor difference. It's a major difference. Oh, it's a buddy. minor difference. <laughs> you know, if he was here, I'd burn him good, but I'm not going to disrespect him to, without it being to his face, unlike all the other times I've disrespected him without it being to his face. But the, only, the major difference between this two is I tend to be dramatically more silly and goofy on the one side where he likes to look at stuff in a more uh academic form almost always oh to i go silly to the point of annoyance he goes intelligent to the point of um pretentious and and we're both like the opposite there but everything else pretty similar so it makes sense (laughs) and i'm right down the fucking middle (laughs) and you're and you're right down the middle um but yeah, it's kind of like, have you ever watched, um, there was, uh, in, in wrestling, there's a thing called a shoot, where basically, like, um, if you're doing something in real life, it's a shoot, but they did like, these shoot interviews, basically, would have people, like, kind of talk about whatever, and there was two with Punk, one that he did with Colt Cabana, and one that he did with Samoa Joe, where, like, the one with Cabana, he gets to be, like, kind of more, like, the straight man to Cabana being the funny guy, mm-hmm. and then the one with Joe, he's kind of like the funny guy to Cabana, to Joe being the funny, to the, yeah, like, the more, like, straight guy, mm-hmm. so I was, like, in that respect, I'm like, that's kind of like, well, that's another thing where I kind of relate to punk, where I'm just like, depending on where, like, in which situation I'm in, I'm like, I can kind of, I have to like alternate. You, you lean um, slightly one way, you're like, oh, a little bit over here this time, and oh, a little bit over here this time. 
But yeah, I definitely would say Bert would eventually snap and kill Ernie. So, <laughs> You're, have you? Oh, there's a silly Family Guy skit about that where Bert gets home and he's like a co- a detective cop and he like freaks out and Ernie's in bed with the blanket like up to him and he's like, "You're shouting again, Bert!" And there's it's it's not funny. It's not funny. <laughs> Moving on. Um, all right. So last section. Two things. One. I so I so I just listened again for the second time through. Because I just couldn't help it. Your guys' Watchmen episode that you did most mm. recently. Love that yeah. episode, by the way. Great episode. Thank you. What, um, I, I so it was, you referenced it, and I've talked about it on here. Tommy's fucking inability to understand Watchmen. So I had him watch the director's cut, the super long, like almost four hour long movie. He enjoyed yeah. it. He had those same qualms with uh, Dr. Manhattan where he's like, why doesn't he just change time if he can? And I kept trying to explain to him my understanding. Didn't work out. Then he goes online, finds out the before Watchmen of Dr. Manhattan, which is complete bullshit. But he decides to, to say, no, that's great. And that deserves to be a part of the story. So I have been begging him to read Watchmen. He won't do it. So all that explanation comes to this one point. You and Pat and Kevin were talking about how like it's almost disrespectful to watch the movie before reading that book. Um, yeah. for more reasons than I care to explain right now. But in my mind, I was like, I just need s- it. I would rather you see any form of it than nothing at all was my thing. So I was like, fine, we'll watch the movie. So we watched the movie. So now I've just been badgering him. Dude, read it, read it. It's the best comic in the history of the universe in my eyes. Obviously, everyone's different. So please and he won't do it so i buckled and told him a few of the changes and why they are important uh the one he agreed with me on was the rorschach thing where he's the the guy who killed the little girl and whatever and i was like dude in the book it was way better it wasn't like this freak out where he hack and slashes the dude's face into mush like he just without any sort of emotion sets the place on fire, walks out, and that's when he, quote-unquote, becomes Rorschach. And and so we talked our way through that, and he understood that part, which I thought was super important to change the character of Rorschach a little bit from the way the movie does it. I thought that was... And then I tried, and I really shouldn't have, and I regret it, tried explaining to him the difference in the ending, mm-hmm. and he said that he... He was like, I don't want to read that book. That sounds fucking stupid. I was like, what? What? Like, okay, I get it alien octopus monster thing yes it sounds silly but when you read the book it makes a hundred percent sense and you wouldn't read the book so i had no choice you brought me to this point tommy what did you want from me i i i i lost i i couldn't breathe out of pure frustration for his complete neglect for the source material i was like please read it tommy you liked the movie just read it man just read it for me in fairness, though, like I even said, because I even defended it to Kevin. I think we did it on the show too, mm-hmm. where like, because um, he was about like he's just like what? Like he showed like something. That I'm like, I was like, we live in a culture that doesn't fucking read, dude. I True. was like, people people don't read fucking subtitles in a fucking movie. Like I was like, so it's like, what the fuck hope do you have to get even somebody to read a fucking comic book? So I was just like, I kind of I'm like, even though I'd honestly I would I'm almost kind of the opposite of you. Where I was like, I'd kind of rather somebody just had nothing to do with Watchmen rather than just fucking like saw that as their impression of Watchmen. In, in retrospect, I wish I had never shown him. If that stands for anything, I still will do it again when I meet someone who's never seen or read it, and I will still try to get them to read it and then give in and make them watch it. But in this scenario, wish I had never shown him that movie. Yeah, no, that was the start of like a Zack Snyder's downfall and B 
me kind of realizing that like oh wow Zack Snyder is just he's not that good <laughs> yeah no I watched the movie for the same exact reason that Kevin Cardinal does it looks like like visually it looks like the comic book and I'm just like oh I can see like the scene like the scene with the dream where Silk Spectre and yeah and Night Owl turn into skeletons and shit I didn't think they would do that in the movie I'm like no that would be but it looks Perfect. And that's the thing. That's the thing. Is Zack Snyder is a great visualist. Yeah. Like, as far as visual arts, mm-hmm. he is one of the best in the world. The problem is, it's like if Michael Bay ever got the idea and said that he was an auteur, that's mm-hmm. what you get with Zack Snyder. Yeah. Where it's like, his first couple movies were awesome because they were just popcorn movies. And he was really good at making popcorn movies. And there's nothing fucking wrong with that. Mm-hmm. The problem is, when he did Watchmen, he like would just like he tried to like kind of rise like this level of like being worthy of like adapting Alan Moore. And that's the fucking problem. Is like, and it also led to him doing all this bullshit where it's just like this darker take on Superman, like this darker, like, I'm just like, you're not Christopher Nolan, bro. Stop trying. <laughs> like, it well, it's like, just play to your strengths. Like, Jesus Christ. It, it, I still, after, after listening to that podcast twice, rereading Watchmen and rewatching the movie, I have a newfound sense for the material and I still appreciate them all separately. I just... It breaks my heart that that people won't let it in. It just yeah, I it, agree. it cuts deep. I'm just like, come on, man. This deserves everyone's attention, and I understand why you don't want to. I just refuse to accept it. I mean, I don't know. It's like, and again, it's like I never really tried to like. If people ask me like what the like best graphic novel of all time was, or like best comic book of all time was, mm-hmm. I pretty much always point to Watchmen. Mm-hmm. Um, I was like, I always say like my favorite is Preacher, mm-hmm. but the best is Watchmen and like, but I never like tried to get anybody to like read it. I'm just like, if you want the best, read the best. Um, but like when the movie came out and it just like, I was like, I was so fucking angry. That's like a lot of people's impression of Watchmen. But it's not fucking Watchmen, dude. Like it, it's, it's like, it's like, it looks a lot like Watchmen, but mm-hmm. it ain't fucking Watchmen. And I was actually, the thing that actually, I think it was funny is like, I mentioned Kevin, like the, the thing that the we did that episode for him, it was, we actually have an episode coming up that kind of, it was kind of like the culmination of it. But it kind of got me thinking about, like, um, this idea that never really occurred to me. That, like, literally everybody sees art differently. Like, and everybody has their own interpretation. Even, like, when it's a comic book where it's, like, it's pictures and words and you think that everybody has the same impression of it. But it's it wasn't, it, it kind of, it crystallized for me when Kevin and I were discussing Daredevil Season 1 and Season 2 and, like, our takes on it and, like, kind of the Miller versus Bendis thing. And um, that's where I kind of realized, I'm like, I feel like you read Miller and Bendis differently than I read Miller and Bendis. Oh, yeah, I just listened to that. Yeah, and that's, like, the whole thing is, like... um, He's talking about how Miller's, like, not as dark as people thought it was when you go back and double-check it over and shit like that. And, I mean, I don't think it's dark, but I think it's, like, you have to, like, look at things in context as well. Yeah. Um, But that's the thing is, like, I feel like um, season one is very Frank Miller, and season two is very Brian Bendis. Um... But I think like I feel like that it was between that and also thinking about Watchmen, whereas like clearly Zack Snyder um, sees Watchmen very differently than I do, and that's the thing is like you don't really think about it until you actually do. But it's like people really get completely different things. Like, it's like it's like because it's almost like all art really is in the eye of the beholder. You can think about it in terms of like paintings and stuff. Like I can look at this certain piece. 
and get a completely different read on it than you do, and that's whatever. But like, you don't think about it in terms of like, the grand scheme of things of like music, movies, comic books, whatever, until you actually kind of see things differently than other people, and you're just like, at least for me, where like the whole kind of world changes. We're just like, huh? So like, I guess the way I see this isn't really the way necessarily. Cause I don't. I again, like the way I see Watchmen might not be at all the way. Alan Moore intends Watchmen to be seen. Like, I have no idea. There's no way to know. Yeah. Because everybody's different. I mean, the way Dave Gibbons sees Watchmen might be different than Alan Moore sees it. Like, it's just, like, it's it's so, like, it's so in the eye of the beholder that it's hard to kind of, like, zero in on anything in art in terms of, like, this is what it is. Mm-hmm. So, like, that's the thing. Is like, so, I mean, the Watchmen no, thing, I don't know. That's, For me, that's... it just... That's the perfect segue. It's like you knew exactly okay. what I wanted to say next. All right, so final final part. What would you think... So, God, I don't know where to start with this. My head is all over the place. So, in an effort to differentiate and yet tie into gifted punksters in a slight way, I've said this before, I'll say it again, the inspiration behind this podcast is the fact that you and Kevin talking about comic books gives me a harder erection than anything else in the world. I love hearing about comic books because... You do, um, you do in your own way interpret them however you choose to, and you and Kevin Butthead sometimes, and you agree other times. So, for the end of this show, because we can't talk about comics every single episode, even though I try to, what if, instead of the whole, like, final thoughts thing, you recommend a certain arc to me, not a trade, not an entire story, but a specific arc of a superhero, I read it, we talk about it at the end of each episode. Like, you mean, like, I would give you this, give you homework, essentially? Basically, yes. You'd be like, hey, this... So, for example, back when, last year, you told me to read Preacher, and I was like, yeah, I'll buy it eventually. And then eventually I just buckled, download it, and read it, it on, read it on my phone. Which, that'll be one we talk about, because I want to read it in, like, re- full form, because I had to do that bullshit, like, zoom in to read the text, zoom out to see the panel. Did not yeah. get the full experience of Preacher, so I want to read that again. But yes, you give me homework. Like, I know you love Hook and Aquaman, so you tell me specifically this... this Aquaman story read it I read it that week come back in the final segment of our show after who would win in a fight is me telling you what I got from it and you giving me the more person who's read comic books his whole life uh, view on it I mean honestly like good luck fucking finding Peter David Aquaman oh no no Um, I know I know I'm just saying like in general I'm like it took me fucking literally like two years to track that shit down. Yeah, I have no choice uh, but to read it digitally through a. Uh, totally I wish legit site. I could fucking find it digitally. I would actually pay for it on Comicsology if they just fucking had it. It is impossible to fucking find. Um, I'm hoping that after uh, the movie comes out, they'll somehow like re-release it somewhere and trade or something. I don't fucking care, but I want that shit. And other than these issues that I had to track down, um, but yeah, um, I would say. Your homework, um, see, because those are done in ones, so it's harder. I was going to say read um, Matt Fraction's uh, Hawkeye, but, like, all the first, like, the first, okay, I guess there's only two issues. That's okay. It counts as an arc. Um, yeah, it does. But uh, he wrote, I think it was his third and fourth issue of uh, Hawkeye was called The Tape. Uh, read that and get back to me. I gotta write this down or else I will never remember. So go to my Google Keep. And it is called... Hold on. Hold it. Hold it. Hold it. Hawkeye. And what was it called? I believe it was called The Tape. The Tape. All right. 
Boom. That's the first one. And I'll totally read the shit out of that. Do you remember Peter David's Aquaman? What year that was? Or did it have a special name? Or No, it didn't have a thing. It was like, um, it was the 90s. That's when I was reading it. I don't know the exact. Let me see if I can find it. Um, 1994. That sounds about right. It could. It probably was because I was. Yeah, I was a kid. So that that rep that website that I use the yeah Peter David uh, 75 issues. That sounds cool. He didn't write. I don't think he wrote that much because I, I think he jumped off. Like I can't remember what point he jumped off, but they kind of kept going without him. Um, oh, okay. But he wrote issue one. Like he started this. Yeah. Okay. He wrote so zero through. Like, let me see what I can find as far as if they have his actual. Let me show you um, the uh, the uh, cover. Oh, yeah, thing. he wrote, he wrote issues one through forty eight. And you tell me if that's the correct cover. Yes. Okay. Although I oh. can't remember if it starts with zero or one. I think it starts with one. I think zero is like issue three. He still has both uh, hands in this one. <laughs> yeah. So one's yeah. Start with one then. Okay. Um. So yeah, this website's amazing. That's that's kind of my inspiration. Is like there's no limits to what I can or can't find. At least on that website. Obviously, to personally own, I. That does me no good. But for the sake of the podcast, for the sake of the final segment, that works. So I will read Hawkeye, and that's what we'll talk about next. Because I'm just interested. Like I'm sure when we eventually get around when I reread Preacher, there will be a ton of things we see differently because that is your favorite thing of all time. So you have a very specific set, and I'm going to be like, well, I saw this, and then it'll... So so I'm excited about that. It'll incentivize me to read more because, as you know, I'm reading Superior right now, and it's amazing. And it will also help me to... So, have you ever wanted to do something so bad, but you you literally weren't capable of doing it? Um, like, like, like no, no, <laughs> no, 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 not like snuffing out some guy. No, I mean, like, for example, like, people are like, oh, I want to be a professional basketball player. They go out and shoot a three-pointer and it airballs because they fucking suck. Like, when I hear because I've started listening to a lot of different podcasts and I obviously listen to you guys, I hear people talk about comic books. I'm like, why aren't I seeing that? Like, why am I not retaining information in that way? What the fuck is going on? So I want to get, hopefully I can. I mean, maybe my brain just doesn't work that way and I don't gain knowledge that way. But I want to get to the point where when I'm reading them, I can look at them deeper than face value. Well, yeah. Okay, first of all, turn off your video because the, the whole sound with the shit after you turn that on. <laughs> um, but uh, but no, like a lot of things. Like it's like the thing that Kevin had said. Um, I can't remember what it might have been in the, the Watchmen episode. I can't remember, but like um, where he was like the thing that makes gifted punctures special. Um, I think to both of us is that and I guess it also makes like our, kind of our his and I our conversations like special is um, the like. There's like a there's hundreds probably of comic book podcasts, and like we're the only ones really that kind of take an academic approach. And it's not even that we like intend to do that. It's like we like set out to do that. It's just literally the way we think about them. So yeah, it's well, like, it never starts like that. It always starts out with the very basic, like, "Hey, here's the story," and then all of a sudden, one of you will be like, "Well, I mean." Didn't you tell when he reacted this way, and then the other piece would be like, "Well, that's because of this story when this shit happened," and then all of a sudden you just keep diving down. <laughs> yeah, well, that's thing. I mean, it's also just like because I mean, he's an English major, and I'm like he has an English degree, and I have 
I, I was taught on the streets, but like, <laughs> <laughs> but I've spent a lifetime like fucking reading, like not just like I mean reading textbooks, reading comic books, reading fucking like anything and everything. Not, you could. Yeah. So like, so it's like I don't have a fucking degree. I didn't do a thesis, but like, I've spent a lot of time reading and thinking about things. Yeah. So yeah. And I'm the exact um, opposite. I fucking detested reading. I got straight sixty fives in English class, just enough to say I didn't fail. And yeah. now I'm finally getting into it. So that's what that's what I mean. And I honestly don't believe I'll ever be able to get to the level that you and Kevin are with your conversations. But I want to try. Dude, I mean, the thing is, like, I mean, I the reason I it's, again, it's like I. I don't necessarily think that you, I mean, okay, I'm not saying don't aspire to that, but I mean, like, the reason I started this podcast is because, mm-hmm. like, I like that our conversations have a different dynamic than mm-hmm. Kevin and I's conversations, Cardinal and I's conversations, and our conversations have a different dynamic than, like, Justin and I's conversations, like, mm-hmm. that's the thing, is, like, I'm not saying don't aspire to that because that's awesome, like, it's, it's well, cool yeah, to aspire I, to. That's but. why I want to do it just the, the last segment. I don't want to try to be... Kevin Cardinal. I don't want to try to be <laughs> that podcast, but I want to understand. I want to better perceive all of it. So, last segment, we spend X amount of time on it. It'll be a good learning scenario for me. It'll be like a nice little, hey, I'm figuring shit out. Fair enough. But uh, that's enough about that. We spent an hour talking about Comic-Con and 30 minutes talking about Kevin Cardinal. So, <laughs> classic. It just happens sometimes. It just does. Uh. Anyways, anything left? Um, I mean, I think it's speaking of the Frank Miller thing. I mentioned to Kevin like uh, they're apparently Frank Miller is writing Superman Year One, <laughs> um, which I don't know how the fuck that's gonna work. But uh, I remember I texted Kevin that and he's just like, "Doesn't he hate Superman?" And I'm just like, <laughs> "The impression that I've gotten over the years is yes, but I guess technically he never like." I guess it's like kind of a, like a words versus actions. Thing. Like he never said he didn't like Superman. He just kind of always makes him look ridiculous. <laughs> but like, maybe he likes Superman. I don't fucking know. Maybe there'll be a panel about that at Comic Con. When's that book come out? Uh, I think I don't fucking know. I last I heard it was like fall or something, but I don't remember for sure. Oh, so um, there very well might be. There might be. Um, but yeah, like that's the only because um, there was comic book info and stuff that it was like a. They did, Jeff Johns did finally confirm that that was Dr. Manhattan, even though everybody fucking knows it's Dr. Manhattan. Yeah. Um, and uh, he didn't, he confirmed Ozzy uh, will be in the DC Universe coming soon. He did not confirm that Mr. Oz from... Is Ozzy Mendes, yeah. Yes, he didn't confirm that. He, like, but he, he, he from what I understand, implied it, <laughs> but he didn't actually say it. So I didn't we'll... like that poster of all of, of the Justice League on Mars. I didn't like that poster. I was like, what? I, I don't what like it either. This? What? Yeah. God. And I don't like the whole, like, the line of, like, who watches the Watchmen? And I'm like, okay, so you're saying... Did you not read Watchmen? <laughs> so this group of superheroes is fine, but that group of superheroes, totally. Like, what, are you fucking insane? Like, you don't get the point at all? Like... Alan Moore, I'm sure, is just well. He's probably not even. I don't doubt he even cares. But yeah, at this oh, yeah, point that's he's just announced. blocked out. Um, they also announced um, the uh, final uh, League of Extraordinary Gentlemen is finally coming out. Oh, I have volume one and two, and I really want to read that eventually too. Yeah, this is four or five. Damn, how long has it been in between? Like fifteen years? It's been a while. I don't think it's been that long. It's been a while. God damn. Oh yeah, he's still writing. Alan Moore's still putting out work. Yeah, every once in a while, like he just kind of like he didn't like work with any uh, major companies anymore. But um, but yeah, he he still puts out stuff like 
periodically. Awesome. Well, that's something to look forward to. Hopefully at the Comic-Con. Who knows? Oh, he definitely ain't coming to that. No, no, he's not coming. I know that. You'll never see that man until he dies, but that's okay. Does he even do interviews anymore? No, he's completely solitary at this point. I mean, very rarely. He does occasionally, but uh, but yeah, it's pretty it's pretty rare. Well, I mean, you know, Alan Moore, we're definitely the people you want to talk to you, so if you're ever feeling generous, <laughs> just give us a good reach out. Uh, all right. Either way, that's a good wrap-up. I'm Kevin, the Captain Mills. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> I, I, I'll be Patrick Vicious then, whatever. And thanks for listening. Indeed. Indeed.